So, hello and welcome to Building Your T-Shirt Empire. I'm Cole and I'm here with Victor Pena. Uh, Victor, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your company? Yeah, what's up, Cole? Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure to be here. Uh, yeah, my, uh, like uh, I said, my name is Victor Pena. I'm the CEO and founder of Omniprint International. And, uh, you know, we empower business owners globally to thrive with print on demand. And, uh, you know, specifically, we manufacture direct-to-garment printers here in Irvine, California. And uh, we have about uh, 90 team members now. Uh, we have an office in Mexico and Korea and one in Florida. So I've uh, been in the business about 16, 17 years. And uh, literally, uh, you know, my passion now is how do I help these creators grow and thrive uh, with all things T-shirts and print-on-demand. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, for us, print-on-demand has been like a nightmare that we never really figured out. I mean, it, for us, it was easier to just kind of land a volume order um, and stay on the screen printing side of it. We have DTG, but we haven't quite figured out a way to like feel profitable. What do you think is the key when you're buying equipment, but also software to manage a true on-demand like little print farm? Oh, yeah. So that's 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 a huge thing, right? That's a that's a crazy loaded question which yeah. i'm ready to take and you have five seconds <laughs> five seconds yeah if you're wrong the show's over yeah exactly <laughs> you know i think uh, so i my, my background's engineering right uh, right it's it's never been people uh as a matter of fact you know uh it's something that uh, me being out and being on stages and stuff like that is more difficult right but i want to do it because it's empowering people uh and uh, i originally got into print-on-demand um, and direct-to-garment because uh, I was doing tech stuff in the hotel industry. And mm -hmm. there, if you guys ever been into a hotel where you had to pay for the Wi-Fi uh, or you had to pay downstairs for a printer per page. Yeah. Uh, so I was involved in creating that technology. So you're welcome if you're, <laughs> if you're uh, paid three bucks a sheet. You right. Know? Uh, $15 <laughs> a night Wi-Fi. Yeah, exactly. So uh, and then from there, so... Uh, I knew about the print engines, right? Because we were integrating into the into them to count the pages and and uh, murder and gouge people in the front desk uh, when mm -hmm. they're trying to print their boarding pass. Right. Right. So uh, from there, I saw like, okay, well, how can we leverage some of these engines? And there was the Epson engines and stuff like. That. So it it rolled into that, right? But um, after that, I was I was printing at night, um, doing doing jobs while I kind of figured was out. Was that silkscreen or was that uh, DTG? DTG, yeah. Okay. Uh, so basically, back I was then, a, was it like the the old Frankenstein episodes? Yeah, it was the old Frankenstein stuff. Uh, and and literally, I was like, all right, well, maybe I can do do something with this. I was a one man band. Right. At the beginning, uh, and at night, I would get high on my own supply and print with <laughs> my own machines and, and right. stuff like that. And I'd be like. Oh shit! This sucks, you know. Uh, so I came from it from another, a different approach, right? And I kind of saw, uh, okay, well, if I'm if I'm a regular person getting into this, uh, you know, the traditional equipment manufacturers, you know, they've been around for over a hundred years. Yeah, right. So you're not going to change the model. Uh, so the model is uh, you you build you know the cheapest printer you can. And then there's so many people down the line getting fed when it comes to the inks, mm -hmm. right? You got like uh, the, the master distributor and then you got the reseller and then you got, um, you know, a dealer that's that's uh, selling it to somebody. Right. Uh, and then you got the cartridge and you got all that stuff. So 
when it gets to the consumer, you have a huge uh, load, a big markup when it comes to the ink. So it's really costly when it comes to a per share basis, right? So what I thought is, what can I do different? And what could be like my pillars of being different that could help that creator out there uh, like I was in, uh, in the middle of the night printing, right? With the print heads clogging and all this stuff. Right. So what we did is, uh, and you know, now that you're in OC, you can come by and check out our plant. So we manufacture yeah. our own inks. We formulate our own stuff uh, right here in Irvine. Uh, and you literally take three or four levels of middlemen out of the equation. So it's all direct to all direct consumer, to consumer, essentially. All direct to consumer. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have product of the year for the last six years. And that's because of quality, number one. So what did I do? I focused on quality, which the, the big box people are not going to do. I focused on how can I have the least amount of cost per print. That means sell the ink cheaper uh, and also make it uh, where they can win and they can maintain their printers properly. You know, we're the first to do a wet cap system. Uh, on the machines where it doesn't dry up when you're not using it. Yeah. Because uh, I remember that was a huge problem for me at the beginning. I don't, ha yeah, I don't have, sure. like, no job because I wasn't good at selling, and we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, and and so it would sit, and sometimes I feel like it would sit for a day. Yeah, and it's and, over. And I'm, yeah. and I'm done, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, this stuff, you can't scale it like that. So that was kind of the initial pillars of what can I do different. You know, and so I mean, tell me a little bit about that first decision to even go out on your own. Were you capitalized by investors, or were you just feeling like you were going to do loans all by yourself, or how did you actually get enough money to capitalize the like the research and development, the actual first production runs? How did you do that? Yeah, so that's a great question. So um, I'm all you know, I've always been kind of an op entrepreneur kind of guy. I've uh, you know, I had a little bit of money, but I wasn't rich uh at all um step one was to find a manufacturer okay um so what i did is i went to korea uh which i'm now part owner of that factory and they were they were um creating machines they're creating flatbeds uh flatbeds for um printing on promotional product it was kind of a different thing uh, and you know i was just like a young kid Went over there, set up a meeting. Uh, I got like, somebody gave me their contact info. And I said, hey, look, uh, I'm going to be like your biggest guy. Um, you know, this is the vision that I have. Uh, this is how we can be different. Yeah. And like, all I need you to do is create <laughs> this machine. You got to love that confidence. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to be the biggest yeah, guy okay. for you. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. In the future, yeah. you're going to be so happy this meeting happens. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so what did they say? Did they just laugh? Or yeah, pretty I, much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so it's like uh, the thing about, um, you know, Koreans are super nice. Uh, they're all about quality. They're all about like family and the, and like long term relationships. Right. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't do it for free. So I had to come up with some money. Right. Yeah. How much was that first uh, run? So I did about, um, I had to come up with about 25 Gs. Oh, that uh, seems cheap. Yeah, no, it's, it's cheap. Why? Yeah. Because uh, they had the engines and they had the R&D already done. Uh-huh. Uh, so I said, look, I'll take care of software because I already knew how to do that stuff. Uh, I'll take care of what it has to do. Uh, like, I just need, like, something that moves how I need it to move, right? 
so so they did that part um and it took some time because this was slow you know this was oh four oh five yeah um i didn't have to worry about white ink yet because uh, nobody had it um so it's just cmyk yeah, on just CMYK light white colors K. or white yep, yep um that that's what it was at the beginning um and and uh you know then uh, the only player that had ink back in the day that was anything was dupont so i reached out to them and i'm like hey i'm gonna be the biggest guy <laughs> 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 i'm like set up a, a relationship and and i was you know it was more of like can i just let me get some samples yeah so i could see if it'll work through here right right uh, so that's kind of how the the beginning was of the, of this whole thing, and the same thing with like uh, finding the color engine to to like make it easy to take the artwork from the computer to the printer because that was another mess. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but people had to do all this Photoshop magic uh, and and layers and and different uh, channel color channels to even try to get the ink to work properly on a inkjet printer so yeah they're like acting like their own rip software yeah so i i didn't have any sort of graphics background mm. uh even in my in my previous business um you know any sort of graphic shit photoshop all that kind of stuff uh like we would send it out you know so th- that whole thing was new i mean I, I was the guy that was blowing up a one inch image uh you know to 12 inches yeah, and right. it looked like shit you know <laughs> uh that was the beginning yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of how this whole thing got started. So I mean, fast forward to today. I I mean, obviously, you were right to think that print on demand would be where you'd want to invest your money. Um, what are you seeing now in the industry where you're competing with? I mean, the big the big guns like a Cornet, they're selling a half a million dollar machine. Obviously, you're not going in that direction where you're doing like massively expensive equipment. What is your kind of vision for how people can grow with your machines? Well, actually, uh, we, we, I'm, I'm super pumped right now because we, we actually have a machine for every single stage of somebody's business. Right. Okay. So right now uh, we're just releasing a, a DTF printer for people to start off uh, if they can't get into DTG yet. Uh, we have a What's print the price range uh, on these? So, so this one is about twelve thousand. Okay. Uh, and uh, and then you we have a DTG printer at fifteen and another one at twenty five. So those take on like the Epsons and the Brothers. Yep. Yeah. And then we have the new I two that we just released. Uh, you know that took me five years to develop, um, and that's uh, thirty six thousand. What's the um, big differentiator there between that and the fifteen thousand dollars? Yeah, level? so basically you have the your your speed. Uh, this is about a minute print. Okay. Uh, one pass on a dark. On a dark. Great. Yeah. Uh, and this is sixteen by twenty print area, uh, using our color engine and our inks. So mm-hmm. the, the the inks pop. It's bright, good quality. Uh, you know, forty eight hundred DPI. Um, and so this this kind of helps people that uh, the the reason we did it is. Uh, we, you, you either get multiple smaller machines, right. uh, or your next jump was like a Cornet, you right. know, or our Cheetah that's two hundred and fifty grand. Yeah. Uh, so, so we we needed something that gives somebody more speed, uh, but that could actually fit into your print shop if it was a smaller place, right? Uh, so that's where the i two lands. Uh, also, the cost per print. Uh, what what your options are right now? Uh, a GTX. Uh, or or Epson, uh, the the thirty seventy, which is like fifty grand, 
but where you're really taking it is in the ink. Right. It's brutal. It's, it's brutal. So um, what I decided to do is, okay, well, how do we compete? Obviously, uh, I think engineering-wise, our products are better, you know, because, you know, they're, they're just built way different. They're not mass-built. Uh, but I don't have a way to be like, hey, uh, I'm going to give away the machine uh, and, and then kill them on the ink, right? Because it doesn't, it doesn't work with the mission. So if my mission is to empower business owners to glow, grow, then I need to create a cost per print that is low. Right. So not only do we hammer like the software to give me the least amount of ink with the best image, we also uh, lower the price of the inks uh, to where your cost per print is half of anywhere that you can find it, right? Uh, and that's difficult right now. We actually lowered our cost of supplies. Yeah, that's big. 20% like last week for everything that we sell. And that's when our raws, everything's going up. All our resins and our pigments and everything's nuts. Mm. Uh, and even the shipping is nuts. But we're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go the other direction. And how are you seeing people in the industry re like respond to that kind of aggressive tactic? Does it feel like people understand it or what is there any pushback or negatives to it i've not seen any negatives i mean I, i've i've seen people like uh just last wednesday we did a a whole youtube live that we do uh, uh every wednesday we do a creators uh live for our customers mm -hmm. uh and you know anyone that wants to learn every single wednesday 2 p.m uh if somebody wants to come in and it's about how do we help you grow we did an announcement there we had like you know a veteran in there um in his print shop and he started crying uh, because uh, we're helping them make more money, right? Uh, so I haven't seen any negative stuff. You might see negative stuff from the competition, but I don't give a shit. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't think about the competition really when I make decisions. Uh, it's more about uh, that person in the shop or at home. Right, succeeding. Uh, uh, succeeding. Or that mama too that's like making 50 Gs a, a month on Etsy printing like it's wine o'clock shirts, you know? <laughs> And she's That's killing not a bad me. move. No, it's not. It's yeah. Not. Uh, so we, we have like different range in these kind of customers. And, you know, that's kind of what fires me up to to like create more stuff. So, I mean, you're talking about helping, empowering the creator. What is it uh, that you're seeing out of your customers that are thriving the most uh, as far as like marketing and getting sales? Because one of the saddest things I ever saw was this guy. I went to his shop. He had... 10 plus maybe a dozen uh dtgs he had it like a print farm style and he had it because of one influencer and that influencer who i guess was a little moody just dropped him like overnight so after building up this entire infrastructure and all this like basically debt that he had built out one customer was gone and he had no idea how to fill those machines. Yeah. And so nuts. what do you, I mean, obviously you're selling machines, but how do you think people can then sell their services and stand out in a world where they're competing with just like custom ink? Yeah. So, so check this out. One, one of the things that we do a lot different, like I'm the only CEO on YouTube uh, with the level of company that we have in machines and our customers, inspiring people to learn and educate them on sales marketing i yeah. mean we've done like huge boot camps with damon john oh, wow. uh, grant cardone uh, jesse itzler to help people with sales right so um because the the machine is not going to dial the phone and yeah. one of the things that i saw 
the most successful com uh, companies, even with maintenance or even with winning, uh, they actually sell shit. Yeah. The ones that don't are super neggy and they don't even like maintain their machines, right? right. <laughs> so the one, and so what? What did we do? We we have like uh, sessions with uh, customers that are winning, and we do about once a week. We have uh, you know a whole bunch of episodes that are on YouTube, and mm -hmm. they're uh, they're called Creators One on Ones. And we're asking them, hey, uh, so what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing to be successful? And over time, I'm like gathering all this information. And the reality is uh, everybody's got to have uh, two main things, right? What's your uh, reliable like marketing system for leads? And then number two, what's your reliable selling system to close them? All right. Uh, and and your product might vary, right? Your product might be, uh, I'm doing print-on-demand for others. Right. Or uh, I created uh, my, my own clothing line, uh, and, and that's what I sell. Or I create a couple clothing lines or several, uh, and I just print my own stuff. Yeah. So depending on what your business model is, uh, you have to create flow. And what do you think, uh, what are some of the tools that the, the best people are using? I say... Are they just relying on uh, social media and a MailChimp account, or is there is there a tool that you keep seeing over and over that, that it's really like working for that kind of um, that kind of like sales funnel? Yeah. So um, I and I take it from my own experience, right? So if you look at our stuff, we're everywhere, mm -hmm. uh, and I run two main departments now. I used to run every fucking department, but I only run two main departments: is marketing. Yeah. Uh, and innovation. That way I can keep my finger on the pulse of what people need. And then I go straight to building it uh, with no bureaucracy, right? Uh, but at the beginning, coming from engineering, it was my biggest struggle is how do I, uh, like, I, feel, I felt that my product's the best, but I couldn't sell. Yeah. So how do I start selling? And I and, and literally, I still have in my journal, it says create a marketing campaign, right? That's how... That's how much I knew about marketing, which is zero, because they don't teach you it. So uh, what I did is started, number one, educating myself. Uh, the, number, the number one thing that you guys can do is, like, what are the eyeballs? Where are the eyeballs? Um, so right now, social media, right? right? You have to be on Instagram, TikTok, um, YouTube for sure. Friendster. Uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. Tinder. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my best clients they're on Tinder and Grindr. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. No, seriously, but some people are like, "Hey, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to put myself out there and this and that." But the the reality is, where are the eyeballs? Where where are your customers? You have to be there. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, you just kind of don't exist. Exactly. Uh, even if you're documenting your journey, hey, I'm gonna unbox this printer and throw it on YouTube, uh, and I'm gonna start printing my first my first units. Uh, these are designs. Oh, this went well. This sucked. Uh, people that are doing that, guess what? Customer customer flows are coming through those sources. Yeah. Uh, and then what? Make sure you're collecting that information, right? A CRM, even if it's a free one. I don't give a shit if you're paying zero or hundred bucks or uh, you know Salesforce something advanced. Mm -hmm. Then you can retarget that people. And say, hey, look, this is the new shit that I got for the month. Uh, and then they, and at some point, they're going to need your services because they were interested in the first place. So right. 
a reliable system like that that can get you like let's say uh, I need 10 prospects a day mm -hmm. so that I can close two I mean do you think that advertising when someone's small is worth the money or would you just say focus everything on social media even hire someone to help you with it but that's going to get you further than the actual ads yeah so i want to be super careful with ads you know and we actually have uh, a like a free whole marketing boot camp if you want to link it somewhere i don't know uh, yeah we can we, link it we, in the description okay that we did for people but i want ads to be further down the line yeah because people say hey i failed with ads uh, the real the reality is um when somebody reaches out to me and they're like, hey, I need help with, uh, you know, being able to sell, right? You know what I do right away? I go to their, their Instagram uh, and then I try to buy some shit from them. Yeah. And, and if it's I, and, a nightmare. And, and, and dude, 99% of the time, I, the, the page is not set up. Uh, I can't buy anything. Uh, so so you think if you send ads there, nobody's going to convert. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> so, but, but yeah. dude, in our industry, People do uh, that. they do that. Yeah. And oh yeah, I'm working. Uh, I have uh, my my friend's cousin's uh, niece is setting up my page, you know, and it took already four years. Yeah. You know, right. Guess what? They're not doing shit, and they're not gonna finish it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So so focus on like, can you make it easy for somebody to buy from you? Step one, and then you tell them about it, and set up all your social. You figure out what's starting to work. What kind of images, what kind of offer, uh, what kind of price starts working. And then from there, you you have some sort of foundation for an ad. Right. Uh, because if you don't do that, I mean, I, I, I didn't do any ads at the beginning. Um, but, you know, I did I did know how to mass blast, uh, uh, you know, a shit ton of people on email. Yeah, I mean, there was a weird time back, like 2014 where like a Facebook ad you, that you could get for cents would get you a click that would get you a sale. And now I'm seeing those same ads are like $10, $11 for the click. Yep. So it's just a totally different environment. Like back in the day we would sell, well we would print, but our our main dude who did this country brand called Cute and Country, mm -hmm. he would um, run ads and he'd like, he'd like drop 10 grand in ads and we would be sitting there with a hundred something thousand dollars in sales, and we're like, "Dude, turn the ads off." Like, yeah, we have, exactly. We yeah. have to print them now. You and now, if them. he were to do that, he would actually lose money on every click. So it's like, okay, we can't sell cheap T-shirts anymore the same way we used to. And now you have to create like a lifestyle and a brand if you're going to go the route yeah. of being a brand. You can't just do the like, "Haha, it's a funny shirt" thing. Seems like most everyone's over it. Yeah. And if you're gonna do that, you might as well be doing it at a platform like Etsy or, right. uh, you know, Amazon or whatever, um, where where the audience, the eyeballs for that are still there, right? You want to have an audience for your own brand that connects with the message, uh, and 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 then they'll they'll give you that thirty four bucks for the shirt, right? Yeah, it's crazy that a shirt's yeah. thirty four dollars. No, seriously. <laughs> uh, you know, some of my more successful customers uh, with big brands, their stuffs. 30 40 60 bucks yeah um, and because people are connecting with the message right you know um and so so those are those are the things that like you want to think about and the problem is all this stuff seems daunting because there's a lot to do yeah of course 
So what what I always recommend is for, for people to start thinking of like, all right, how do I break this down to three things that I could do, right? Um, like, what am I selling? How much is it? Uh, do I have an easy platform or site where I can post it up? Uh, and then what is my pitch that I could send somebody? Hey, you know what? I offer the best X for and the best Y for the best value for your money. And then you just practice it, repeat it. Uh, if you do those three main things, then the platforms that you use become a little bit easier because you're just spreading the message in a little bit of a different way. Yeah, absolutely. I For that same type of person just starting out, what would you say about when you should go from outsourcing orders, maybe to just a local print shop or a friend, to actually buying the machine and knowing that it'll be profitable, you know, in the first three months. I mean, yeah. it, I it, what because what I've seen is people have gone in, especially with screen printing, and they'll like go to an automatic, and it's <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. you were doing like two hundred shirts a, a week. You didn't really need the automatic. So, what do you think is kind of that entry point for some of your machines? Yeah, so that's a huge point, uh, and it's actually built in our sales process. So, uh, we probably don't sell more machines to customers at Cullen than we do sell, and that's by design. So, yeah. for example, we we're not going to shove a machine down somebody's throat that's, that has never sold anything, that doesn't have a way to create. Uh, revenue yet uh, is not printing for others yet because they, we're gonna they're gonna end up with a boat anchor in the back, right? Yeah. Uh, so what we do is we 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 help people calculate it out. We say, hey, look, um, we recommend you do at least five five orders a day, uh, and even if you have to start outsourcing to someone. That's the best way to go because it helps you start developing a sales system where you can do those five a day. Mm -hmm. You know, that's 25 orders a week, right? 100 orders, and then you got your payment, right? Let's say you're you're making 10 bucks, you're making a thousand month, right? Your payment's gonna be what four or five hundred bucks a month. Uh, that's if you got good credit. If you got shitty credit, your payment's three thousand dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> that's a side. That's a Another side thing, uh, people in the industry all have bad credit. <laughs> credit credit is like, it's shocking how much, because I started with bad credit yeah. when I started the business. Yeah. And uh, like nowadays, everybody wants to give me money. And it's like, I don't, I don't want I don't infinite need your loans. Money. Yep. Like it, yep. but, so it's like when you need it, you can't have it. And when you want it, it like it, you get to a point where it's like, I just don't want... Like, people, my email is constantly like, do you want a quarter million dollars to do this? I'm like, no, I don't. I needed it 10 years ago, fool. Yeah, it's like, where were you? Yeah. So, yeah, definitely you want to have some sales, right? Uh, you want to you, you wanna be able to do that uh, because then it gives you that confidence to make money, make your payment. You're a better customer. Uh, you could, like, pay for stuff, yeah. pay for your maintenance. Yeah. Uh, have you had yeah. to like repo machines? I know that that's a thing in the screen printing world. Uh, no, because so we we don't finance directly. You okay, know, so, so it's not on uh, you. yeah, banks banks will do it. Uh, probably, you know, there there's a fail rate on any any business, anything that yeah. that, that people do. You know, the reality is, 
uh, why is that? People give up too too soon. You know, uh, my first 10 years were garbage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's more like putting money into something that you think later down the line will pay out. Right. Uh, but people think, especially right now, where they see a Lambo on Instagram, they're like, damn, I should get a Lambo tomorrow. You know, and because this... This 16-year-old kid got it um, because he's an amazing, I don't know, fucking uh, crypto investor or whatever, right? Yeah. So, or renting uh, it. Yeah, or renting it, right? But the thing is, it's like all that, all that stuff leads you to have no patience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so uh, what happens is you're like, man, uh, it's been a year. Where are my millions? If only it was that easy. Right? It, it, dude, it's not easy. Um, so, so, um, I, people gotta have patience. Uh, they gotta, they gotta, uh, set targets, you know, for the year and then make sure that there's a system of customers coming in. Yeah. Uh, if you don't do that, your, your foundation's kind of messed up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, tell me a little bit about like your web to print flow software and then also, um, how you integrate that to shipping. Because what we would do is we would get 900 orders in a weekend, and we would have no idea how to efficiently process individual DTGs. Like, we knew how to print 900 of the same thing, but when it was 900 of unique art and stuff, it gets crazy. Dude, that's, that's nuts. So, uh, let me tell you the backstory. So, I, I, was, I, was, uh, uh, I was doing, uh, you know, I was going into shops. I've always been going into shops to see... Like how they're doing, how they're using the stuff mm-hmm. and all that. And then I would see like the same thing. Uh, Excel sheets. Yes. Uh, U- USB <laughs> drives uh, everywhere. Right. Uh, fucking highlighters and pens. And then um, people that are frantic because they they printed the wrong shit on the wrong image. They already shipped it. Uh, and it was always a mess. I'm like, huh, all right. Uh, and you know my my software or my background's you know more software too, so I'm like okay well there's got to be something I could like relabel and resell that could help people with this problem. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at stuff you know I reached out to people that had like the front end designers back in the day and all that, but nobody actually efficiently took the order from a front end website through your paint through your like blank selection payment uh uploading the image yeah. high quality uh and then through your production floor out to shipping there's nothing right you, you always nothing. have to frankenstein everything together yeah yeah people would use like ShipStation, station shopify uh, you know back then shopify wasn't big uh, ship station didn't exist so uh ship station was uh like ups world ship and then you're the ship station that you're uh you know typing in the address so that that's how it was uh, the what we did is uh, we we have a software that we created called Work. So we have uh, you know ten programmers in house right now that wow. are, that's maintaining the application uh, you know every single month, and it handles the uh, uh, you know if you have a front end web store or your order is coming from Shopify, uh, it links what the uh, actual blank is. For example, let's say this is a uh, a black Bella shirt. Mm-hmm. It's already a, applying all the print settings to it um, based on what that blank is. Smart. Uh, so, and then from there, 
upload the image. If the image sucks, uh, it kicks it back. Uh, and it, it uh, has different ways for customers to pay. Uh, so if you want to charge per side, you can So is it. it the actual, even the customer's, what they're seeing on the website is also the it's same part software? Of it. yep. Yeah, because I got to oh. manage. Uh, I'm also integrated to all of the, uh, to the blank uh, manufacturers. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the reality is all their APIs suck. Uh, and so they, like, real-time inventory, all that stuff, sometimes not even available. So what we did yeah. is we created our own web service that, that houses everyone's inventory real time that way it's live for us for our system and whenever they get their shit together our system keeps hammering it until they come back online right so that's how we do that so uh, people could say hey you know what i want to sell this gildan i want to sell uh you know this this uh bella and these are the five blanks i want to sell uh they put in their account number and then it takes their price and all that stuff uh Builds it into their front end website, right? Um, so what what does that do? Um, it it creates like a foundational way where I can manage the order properly. Uh, because if you don't do that, then I don't know what print settings to use. Uh, I don't know what size my my yeah, printer right. prints, uh, which all that's calculated in there. Yeah. Uh, we even force people to figure out, hey, you know what? A lot of people don't know their pricing. They get phone calls <laughs> and they're pricing the different shit to different customers every single day. So right. confusing. So in the system, hey, you got to choose. Uh, what do I charge for a black shirt? What do I charge for a white shirt? Uh, do I charge per side? Do I charge per square inch? Like set your pricing, people. Right? Is, <laughs> that, is that system only for your machines? So, Or is uh, it available separately as like a monthly payment yeah so right now uh it's for all of our machines it's integrated into our machines for uh, free for the uh no it's a monthly subscription based on uh your order volume and which features of the system you need um but you know i told you about the mission right to empower business owners to grow and recently we're expanding to other machines uh because you know there's been a demand for it uh, nobody's fully integrated into other machines uh, uh, you know completely so we're, we're gonna expand it so cool. we're gonna we're gonna open it up uh, so when you scan the barcode on the printer uh, it will print the image for that customer for that job uh, and it'll send the job to the printer print it and it'll tell your and um, you can do system. this even with your cheaper machines like your fifteen thousand yep. other ones yep yeah I might have to look at these things yeah you gotta look at it yep <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. gotta look at it. Uh, when you come for a tour, I'll show you how, how the whole thing works. Um, also, with that same barcode, you scan it in your shipping area. So we have a shipping terminal mm-hmm. uh, that's linked to uh, your UPS account, FedEx, uh, and uh, USPS. We integrate it into those directly. And you scan the barcode, and it prints uh, your shipping label. Cool. And who are some of the bigger print shops using that system? So we have like some of our streetwear brand print shops like uh, uh, Marzuno, uh, you know, Under Armour's. Uh, oh, wow. You know, uh, one, of, one of the guys that uh, we're setting it up for. Uh, we're right now doing uh, Damon John's uh, print on demand shift uh, for the brand FUBU. Jeez, uh, <laughs> and that comes yeah. So so we do some of these special and they deals. they don't have uh, any issues with the DTG print quality versus like a like a mass produced screen. No, print. I mean even if you look at our stuff, um, it, it's just 
it's just great quality. Is that you know? one on your one of your machines? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That one, how old do you think that print is? <laughs> Dude, this is a beat down from the floor up. Uh, this is about four or five years old. Oh wow! Yeah, it's still yeah. real bright yeah. for that old. Yeah. So, but that's the ink, right? It's different different inks. Mm -hmm. um, so so um, you know the plus you can make the feel a little bit closer to you know whatever they're they're looking they're looking at. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the majority of our customers are like one or two machine customers, right? Um, and like we're we're dipping in with the i two, uh, taking some of that market share for uh, some of the bigger shops that have like multiple banks of machines. What's and the i two's like daily output approximately? Uh, in a, yeah, in so you, you you're doing uh, honestly. Uh, that's hard to calculate for me because it's kind of bogus. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, because for example, the print. Everybody says, "Oh, this machine can do ten thousand prints an hour, right?" <laughs> but, the, but the operators, like, yeah, right. You're gonna max them out. You're gonna max them out. Uh, you know, at fifty, fifty so like, prints an hour. Realistically, yeah, like a, it, a little less than one a minute. Yeah, it's like one a minute. Yeah, one a minute, and then you gotta be yeah, like, "Hey, you gotta be doing one a minute, bro." Yeah. Um, so that's why it's better to have like multiple units with multiple operators if you have if you're an area where staff is cheaper mm -hmm. um, the other thing is uh, you know we have our cheetah which we also develop uh, it's 250 grand the half of the price of the cornet um, 35 second print uh, one operator is that an inline pre-treat though or uh, no no so I, you're still I, having a completely yeah, you, separate pre-treat option yeah, you pre-treat separately I is just that because of patents or why why not have it in line? No, it's not necessarily patents. I mean, they 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 have a, a process patent. Um, mm -hmm. We have we have a, a you know a, like a different reason. Like honestly, I I don't like uh, like technically the chemical in there. Oh okay. Uh, it's just it just jams up the electronics. Uh, and if you if you go to any of the users, it's just it is what it is. They're replacing print heads like crazy. Um, you know, even electronics, uh, salt kills it, um, and and you know even the latest formulas. So it, it's not ideal. Uh, and plus, if you look at it, you you're spending time in the machine pre-treating when it could be printing. So if you're, how do you think people should be doing large volume pre-treating? Because I actually need to buy a pre-treat machine, and it it. It'll take us longer to pre-treat than it'll take us to print sometimes. Yeah, it will. What do you think is the best? So solution? we have a we have a, a you know full production setup in in our uh, in our office, uh, and what we do is you have you have pre-treatment done with a open pre-treater and an oven, uh, where you're you're pre-treating, hit the pedal, pre-treat, peel it off, throw it in the oven, and it's like drying. 95% of the garment just a normal conveyor dryer yeah normal conveyor dryer um, and and that that handles your pre-treat some customers do like a five second press afterwards to flatten it out yeah some that are more production type they won't uh, so, so so how much that, is one of those units uh, it's like three grand Oh, yeah. okay. So it, and we, that's not one of those small box units where it lays flat. It, you're actually hanging it up or? No, 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 no. It's a, it lays flat. Yeah. Uh, so we have two versions. The one that's open. So if you have an open environment, mm -hmm. it's easier. Like you don't have to open and close the drawer. But it's not messy? No, it's not messy. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. you don't end up with it on your floor or anything? Yeah, no, no. Okay. Uh, 
the where you want to go to a closed environment is if you're like next to your printer and your in your, in your bedroom. You okay. know? Oh, or, okay. Or got it. Your, got it. Yeah, like an office. So I would do an open environment. Yeah, you would one. do an open right right at the opening of your oven. Okay. And you just load up like half a dozen or a dozen at a time and just go at it. Uh, fill up the oven. Wait on the other side. Flatten them out. I mean, that's how we do it. That's cool. Yeah, I have to. I have to look at that. And if for that kind of a machine, can you just change out the pre-treat and run it on a different uh, printer? Or is there yeah. something specialized about your pre-treat? Yeah, so we have great pre-treat, which we also make here, by the way. Uh, we have light, uh, dark, and uh, polyester pre-treat. So basically, are, are they're all, all they're printers all, the same? They're or? all fairly similar. Um, okay. the, the main thing is that you want to test it out because, for example, uh, uh, we we create the pre-treat like a uh, with the same formulation as the inks, right? So the resins match. Mm-hmm. So if if you so when you have a universal pre-treat, the resin doesn't match the inks resin, right? So you you could either it might work or it might just wash off, right? right. So that's why you gotta you gotta check it out and make sure that it works. Uh, but they're mostly like chemically they they're very similar. Okay. Them. Yeah, yeah I, I could literally just buy that from you today. Yeah, <laughs> well, there you go. I, I need it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, there was a reason you had to come down. <laughs> I love it, man. Um, well, we've been going on for a little while, so anything you want to wrap up with? Anything you want to help promote? Uh, yeah, uh, so we're, we, um, that's, a, that's a good question, right? So we, we uh, you know, if it doesn't really matter which phase of the business you are as a creator, right? Um, like plug into our YouTube, right? Uh, at Omniprint International, uh, you know, or at Omniprint International on Instagram. We're always uh, promoting more education than anything else. Uh, we're doing live events uh, all the time. We bring in great speakers, uh, marketing, sales, mindset. Um, equipment's like 25% of it. Yeah, right. Uh, and I mean, that's what I learned in my journey, right? So invest in education, uh, invest in your trainings, right? Um, you know, plug in with companies that care about the success uh, instead of jabbing you for supplies for the rest of your life. And and uh, you'll be successful, right? Uh, and, and uh, you know, that's kind of what, what uh, our mission is now to make sure people are successful uh, and just plug in and... and uh, check out what other successful people are doing to win that's really cool yeah it was really great meeting you and kind of learning about your business um it seems like you guys have got a lot going on so i'm gonna definitely have to swing by and see it all in person oh yeah for sure you, you'll be blown away uh, i started from a little office half the size of this so what's the new square footage uh, it's about forty thousand square feet yeah. there yeah <laughs> not too bad all right not too shabby right? well thanks so much for coming on yeah thank you for having me call i really appreciate it 